0: you're listening to the podcast detroit network visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information
1: (laughs) take seven so you're going to cut this (laughs) into we'll punch we'll punch this in
2: there's the music that means it's time for animal talk some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here today help you with your pets my name is jamie just making sure everybody has a good time animal talk it is america's pet show and today it's an animal talk rewind we're gonna go back in time to 2006 taking it back now here's the interesting thing ryan newman just a couple weeks ago on the track major accident just crashed the car off to the hospital critical condition over the weekend he's walking out of the hospital on his own on wednesday amazing we're so glad Ryan is a friend of the show. He and his wife, Chrissy, big animal advocates, big animal lovers. They actually wrote a book called Pit Road Pets. And we had Chrissy on to talk about Pit Road Pets and all the other animal advocacy that the two of them do. So we're going to go back to 2006. We're going to check out our conversation with Chrissy Newman. Hooray for Ryan Newman. We're so glad he's feeling better and making his way out of the hospital and Doing well Friend of the show Ryan Newman Chrissy Newman's Pit Row Pets On Animal Talk Let's do this And we help you With your pet Whatever the problem Might be We have a professional Standing by To help you out Sitting
3: across from me I'm Dr. Brad Davis I'm here to answer Any veterinary questions That you might have And next to me
4: Donna Blummel And I'm here to answer Any training questions
3: Of course standing by
2: uh, For any of your Reptile questions Scaly or creepy things Fish Whatever you got Our buddy Rourke from reptilesafari.org He's here to help you uh, With your reptiles And fish as well Three, one, Oh yeah, my name is Jamie I just want to make sure everybody has a good time
3: Coolest guy in radio <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs>
2: and coming up on the show today We are talking to mm-hmm. Chrissy Newman <laughs> Who is Chrissy Newman You might say
3: well, you Know her husband a lot better than you know her.
2: That's right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Well, who is Chrissy Newman?"
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Who is Chrissy Newman? There you
2: go. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. You were. I didn't know you were doing Alex Trebek. <laughs>
2: I, <don't> know, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. All right. So, but Chrissy Newman, yes. Her husband Ryan Newman, mm-hmm. uh, number twelve NASCAR circuit. He is. Uh, they they created this uh, Ryan Newman Foundation, and they've uh, come together and they, they they raise awareness for spay and neutering and and, and donate money to charitable causes. Uh, spay and neuter is their main uh, uh, awareness, is their main cause that they, they do work for, and they've come up with a really nice coffee table book called Pit Row Pets. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to talk about Chrissy, uh, about the foundation and what they do and why they do it, and, and about the book as well. That's coming up. And uh, Ryan, he finished what 15th today. 15th at, out at MIS. Yeah. Uh, Rain shortened race there.
3: If it had gone the whole way, he would have won. That's. I have no uh, doubt. Wow. Oh, left, two, left. Oh. Laugh. Laugh. Nascar. There you go.
1: Laugh.
2: Laugh. Oh, my gosh. What's going to happen next? Laugh. Right.
3: Jamie. If that was a little difficult to follow, don't worry. And, Jamie, if you had been there, what going. would you have done? <laughs> a little laugh.
2: <laughs> a little there you go. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm nine, just kind of surprised
4: one. by that. Really? You,
0: for real? Yeah. Hello? <laughs>
2: anyway, Brad, how, was, how have you been? How was your week, sir?
3: Oh, well, you know, I had a little bit of a disappointment this oh. week. Oh. You know, I, want, I got a new TV. I bought a <laughs> brand new TV, and it was, uh, I wanted to get one of those fancy uh, uh, HD TVs, right. but I made a mistake. I bought an ADHD TV, and it keeps <laughs> changing channels <laughs> on its own <laughs> every <laughs> few seconds. It's just terrible.
2: Uh,
3: oh, <laughs> Mercy. I know, it's horrible. That would be but...
2: Brad at <laughs> AnimalTalkRadio.com.
3: Just kidding. Brad I at AnimalTalkRadio.com. Believe... Well, and
2: you're then, right,
3: Jamie. Uh... You wrote it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was yeah, joking. yeah.
2: And uh, for your NASCAR complaints, you can send them my way, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Jamie
2: at AnimalTalkRadio.com. Uh, yeah. And we're just going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to take some calls. We're going to help people with their pets. And uh, what I had something else in store. Oh, yeah, that's right it's uh, national uh take your pet to work week mm-hmm. uh day is coming up it's coming up on friday on uh, it's fast approaching june the twenty third it's uh the national take your pet to work day and uh it, people you'd be amazed one in five corporations um people were surveyed and one in five corporations uh say it's okay to bring your pet to work really real thing yeah and and uh the major companies big big places. Um, and the majority of the people, Paul, believes there, there's a lot of benefits of having their pets at, at work. Um, 55 million Americans believe that having their pet at work leads to a more creative environment. Wow. They, uh, these millions of people, they believe having pets in the workplace decreases absenteeism. This isn't a bit yet. The bit will come in. a <laughs> minute. 50 million people have, believe having pets in the workplace help coworkers get along better. Or at least the you know the nasty well, say you, know, you got your pit bull there, they're not going to come around. So
4: that could work either um, way. That could work to your benefit <laughs> as well. Yeah,
2: 38 million people believe having pets in the workplace creates a more productive work environment, and uh, decreases they decrease smoking in the workplace and. Better relationships between managers and employees. So really, so yeah, so there you go, and uh, lots of benefits to it. There are, but there are. Are there are,
3: more yeah. benefits, Jamie? Well, actually,
2: there's there's some cautionary
3: notes. Really?
2: Yeah. Well, actually, a, a dentist. This is no, this is true. A dentist in Washington State <laughs> voluntarily surrendered his license, and there's an "ooh" at the end of this. Um, a dentist in Washington State voluntarily surrendered his license after the health department discovered his pet cat was allowed to roam in examination rooms, and instruments used to mix dental impression fabrication material were also used to clean up after the cat. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> that's Yuck. Nice. All right, so here the top. so
4: so for all those people who are already scared to right. go to the dentist, that's right. You've just created a new
2: fear. Well, or or your doctor in general. Um, yeah. So. Um, and the word of the day today is fantastic. We okay, we're not supposed to. Yeah, we. we can. All right. The word of the day is fantastic. Fantastic. It'll come up later. Um, so, so.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. As you're reading, you signs that your 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 doctor has brought his pet to work. Uh, while you're reading the magazines <laughs> in the in the waiting room, there's white splotches all over the covers. All right. Uh, the, Bird the poo. Yeah.
1: Oh. Okay. okay yeah. All right.
2: The waiting room is bare. Here we go. The waiting room is bare except for a small stone castle in the corner. Okay. A sign that your doctor brought his pet to work. Uh, When it's time to produce a urine sample, you're directed to a large box of sand. (laughs) Oh. The the sausage-flavored lollipops. That's a dead sign that your doctor brings his pet to work. Uh, Those aren't power bars under the desk. (laughs) That's a sign your doctor... Brings his pet to work. Whenever you visit your shrink, there's an extra voice in, inside your head and it whistles a lot and it tells you you're a pretty boy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> a sign your doctor brings his pet to work. It's, you don't remember that last colonoscop- colonoscopy being quite so scaly. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh getting into the stirrups involves uh, a nurse giving you a leg up into the saddle while another holds the bridle. And uh the the top sign that uh your 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 doctor brings his pet to the office. As you drift out of an as you drift out of consciousness, you think you hear Who's a good anesthesiologist?
1: You're a good anesthesiologist. <laughs> oh. Oh, you
2: go. Signs your doctor brings his pet oh. to work with him. All right. That was Eight, fantastic. That was 800 9231 We're going <laughs> to help you with your pet. Do you, do you remember Pee Wee's Playhouse and the word of the day? Yes. Yeah.
4: They, uh, well, I'm not going to scream into the microphone. but No. You can, Yay. No. <laughs> but,
2: uh, yeah, so. uh, are, do you plan on taking your pet to work? That's our caller poll for the day uh, Can you take your pet to work And do you plan on taking your pet to work On uh, take your pet to work day On uh, the 23rd June June the 23rd Coming up here uh, on Friday, Friday. So mm-hmm. uh, let us know Even if you don't have a pet question Do you take your pet to work Or do you plan to for the special one-off day uh, Give us a call, let us know And of course we're happy to help you with your pet questions I'm Jamie, Donna, Dr. Brad it's Animal Talk. Has your fight been a Dumbo? Well, Donna can bring out the Einstein and your dog on Animal Talk. And uh, just making your world a happier place. spread mm-hmm. uh, We're going to talk to you in a minute about that. Emails is what I was trying to say. (laughs) You got some emails over there? Sure do. Uh, We have our website, animaltalkradio.com. You can go visit our website, and uh, there's lots of cool stuff on there. Brad has some cartoons on there, which are very entertaining. Uh, The Pet Parade, where you Mm -hmm. send us pictures of your pets, and we we put them up for you to show off the critters that make your life so much happier. And uh, um, there's some frequently asked questions, and... You're able to send in your questions to us via the email, so you sip, ship those in, and uh, we'll answer those for you. We get to to a few on the weekend as well. What you got over there, Brad?
3: Okay, dear animal talk.
1: Ah, a chain letter. Ah, I touched it. I touched it. Ah! No! Ah!
3: My puppy is named Roscoe, but mm. he, but he nips so much. I'm thinking of changing his name to Nipsey.
2: Yep.
3: He's a Boston is it a
2: Russell Terrier?
3: No, it's a Boston <laughs> Terrier pup. Oh, okay. How can we get him to stop nipping? And this is signed, Bob. Uh,
4: um, how old is the puppy? That would be the question that I would have. Because if we are under 14 weeks of age, you can do what's called the rollover exercise, in which case you would put the puppy on his back and you would have your hand up high between the two front legs and you want to keep your hand in that position so that he cannot bite you. And you hold him there, and you give him a big, mean no each time he struggles to get up. What you're teaching the puppy is to relax. Now, it's a very hard thing to describe um, without somebody seeing it, but there should be a a trainer in your area that can do this for you. Um, Once we're over 14 weeks, really what you're looking at doing would be considered more of the loud, quick, and invisible, where you're making a, a big, scary noise that interrupts what the puppy's doing and when he stops and kind of looks around like hey what was that you then say good job and then divert him into something that's more appropriate like chewing on a bone or playing with his ball um, anything other than chewing on you so it it's two different things if they're under 14 weeks you can do a rollover which is a natural type of correction that the mama dog would do to them or after 14 weeks the loud quick and invisible so it just depends on the age
2: okay of uh, course, those emails, we take care of those at animaltalkradio.com, our website uh, and uh, put together by Mark Hicks over Prime Branding. Does great mm-hmm. web work. Check that out. But uh, you got another email?
3: Sure do. There for us? Sure do. Dear Animal Talk.
0: What's this? A letter
1: for me.
3: Why are flea collars a bad thing? My vet stopped carrying them and won't and recommends that I don't use them anymore. We've used them since I was a little kid. Doesn't say if it was on the pets, but I'm assuming... And uh, it says that uh, I would like to get flea collars for my dogs, but I don't want to do something bad. What do you think? And this is signed Roger.
2: It really is the same thing. I mean, when when they pulled lead paint off of the store shelves, I was upset. (laughs) You know... (laughs) I miss the you, lead paint. You
4: miss your lead paint. <laughs> I do. It'll be okay.
2: Uh, they got rid of it because it's harmful to your pets, actually. Yeah. Uh Actually, can be uh, sure. a little bit harmful. And there's been so many other breakthroughs and so much stuff that, well, who was going to answer the question? Yeah. I was just doing the yeah. ju- I was just you doing the joke. Go ahead. You were doing the There have been so. leaps and bounds and advances, and there's sure. products that work. Just, uh, it'll blow your mind. They're fantastic. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and, and these products are,
3: <laughs> there's frontline and advantage. They're both really good products and they're like Coke and Pepsi. I mean, they're, when you go in most, the clinics don't carry both. They have one or the other, but they both do a fine job. Uh, either one you get, uh, uh advantage or frontline for that matter, Coke or Pepsi. Um, but the thing is, uh, Pepsi. the, the thing about the, uh, Ah, uh, the thing—the thing about the uh, flea collars is they never really did that great a job. Right. And uh, they would involve you'd have to do flea dips and flea baths and all that. With the new products, you don't have to do that, and they're not toxic. You don't have to worry about the kids getting uh, getting part of the uh, the collar in their mouth. You don't have to worry about the dog having a reaction. Yeah. And they were in the wrong part of the body too. Fleas hang out at the back end of the body, and these are in the uh, front end of the body, which isn't where you want them. Right. So, so it didn't it didn't do very much good. As a matter of fact, anyone who's given who, who was around when we were doing flea baths and dogs would tell you that one of the first things we would do before we give the bath is to remove the flea collar and hang it up so we could give it back to the person after the baths, but it didn't really do much good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did you guys use a lot of flea collars? No, when you're, we, we didn't. Yeah, They're, they're completely passe. It, mm-hmm. it's, it would be like, uh, well, it's even mm-hmm. less than buying a phonograph because there's some arguments that uh, there's a reason to have vinyl records. 8-Track. A track. Yeah, it'd be like an A yeah. track. Be like buying an A track. Vinyl
4: is nice, but no A track.
3: No A track. So so there you go. So it's like buying an A track player. It's sort of passe and dangerous and not very good. Okay. There you go. <laughs> not, that, not not. Well, A no, tracks aren't dangerous. Really? No, they
4: can be if they're Captain Antonil. Yeah. <laughs>
3: well, Muskrat loves. Well, them. Really? But what else
2: what else would you put in an El Camino though, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ada. I'm just mean today. I was <laughs> like, We have a a, picking on a woman from Taylor earlier, just because she lived in Taylor, and I was making fun of her on the air. I was just not being nice today. Eight hundred. Because
4: of the shirt. Just a surly (laughs) boy.
2: Eight hundred. And make your world a little better place. Uh, Coming up, we're going to talk to uh, Chrissy Newman, Mm -hmm. um, author of the book, the coordinator of the book, Pit Road Pets: A Look at NASCAR's Top Stars and Their Pets, like uh, Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd and. would not see. expect Ricky Rudd to be a cat guy,
3: but Ricky Rudd has cats. He's he's he's, he's got,
2: got lots of cats. He's a cat guy. Yeah. The uh, the petties are in there with uh, the but
1: ponies.
4: Don't give them all away.
2: The, the, <laughs> the petties and the ponies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you think that a petty zoo? Yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. And uh, <laughs> the gorillas and the fish. All right. But uh, we'll talk to Chrissy Newman about her book. Her husband Ryan Newman, uh, mm-hmm. NASCAR driver. Lots and, of uh, pretty pretty that's pictures. Coming up. And uh, uh, your calls, and of course your emails as well when you visit our website, animaltalkradio.com. And, uh, Brad, did you have another email? Sure do.
3: Sure do. <laughs> Dear
2: Animal Talk, you've got mail.
3: Uh, my vet wants to do an ultrasound on my dog. He wants to check out and see if a mass in the abdomen really is something bad. What is an ultrasound, and why would he do that and not an x ray? Mm-hmm. And this is signed Betty.
2: Brad, what can you tell Betty?
3: Well, Betty, uh, the thing about ultrasounds, there's a difference the in an x-ray and an ultrasound would be like if you take a picture of a building versus looking around inside a building. Um, what an ultrasound does, rather than using x-rays that go through things, it actually, the, 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 the sound that comes back appears in an, as an image. So it's actually using sound. That's why it's an ultrasound. It's using sound to make an image. Just like doing a sonogram for a baby. Um, what this, what it, what it, uh, they're doing is they're looking inside the organ, or they're looking inside the mass to see what it's made of, to see if it's fluid filled, to see if it's actually a tumor, and see what it's coming off of, what part of the body. Yeah, they're, that's what they sound like when you're using one. They sound just like that. <laughs> and <laughs> ours didn't. <laughs> Well, well, you get that added in later. It's, it's... <laughs>
4: oh, that's the extra feature we didn't pay for, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no,
3: that's not standard, no. Oh, but, uh, okay. but what it does is it gives them an idea of what they're up against um, and gives you a better idea of what the prognosis is than just a plain old x-ray. All
2: right, 800 is going to help you with your pet, and after this break we're going to talk to Chrissy Newman and talk about her book, Pit Road Pets. 800-259-9231, it's Animal Talk. It's your stallfish becoming a diva. Give animals a to call. 800 25 That's the number to call. 800 800- And uh, coming up on Friday, coming up on Friday, it is uh, Take Your Dog to Work Day. National Take Your Dog to Work Day. Our question to you, our question to you is, uh, are you going to take your pet to work? Mm-hmm. Or do you take your pet to work? Do you have a place that's conducive for that? And uh, let us know. Give us a call. And uh, we'll be our caller poll for the day. But you don't have to have that pet question if you want to chime in on that. Uh, and do you believe that people say there 's uh, it 's just all benefits really for taking your pet to work just uh, so much uh, so much more of a better place, happier times, more productive people uh, just better all the way around National take your pet to work day uh. What about you? Are you taking your pet? Do you take? I mean, you work at a vet clinic. Do you mm-hmm. take your pets into the clinic, or they stay mm-hmm. home? My
3: wife does. My wife takes our she, dogs in every day. Okay, um, they, they go they, with they, them. Yeah, they go hang out every Fausto, day.
2: Fausto, you're wearing the shirt. And
3: Fausto and uh, and uh, <laughs> Mona, uh, they go with the English bulldogs. They go in with her and stay in her office, and uh, they have an exhaustive day of of napping at work. Yes, yes. And then they come home and generally nap at home. Yeah. So well,
2: that's that long. It's a long drive.
3: You got it. It's eat. the commute, really. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is and um but no they they uh but every day shows my it's it's kind of a pain in the butt it's worse than because bringing your pet to work sounds like oh you were in a vet clinic that's great but then the thing is you're around a lot of other pets and there's not as much cage space as you'd like and there's now where do you keep them and they tend to hear your voice and get loud and and barky and you know just want attention so so i've i've i am not a big fan of bringing and also and you can tell me this you you've worked in a vet clinic for a long time when your dog makes noise at a vet clinic, it sounds louder than any other animal Absolutely. ever at a vet clinic. Absolutely.
4: Uh. And it, it aggravates you a little bit more because it's your own dog. Uh. You, you,
3: you can be in an exam room, and there'll be 16 beagles in back there barking and yapping as and the little foxes walk by. But if you hear your dog go, woof, you hear it. It echoes. <laughs> so, because you know your dog's voice. Yeah, but it's just also, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, he's driving everybody nuts. You uh, know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, you, would you take your, do, your pets to work or no?
4: Um, I've taken my cat to work. I had to show off my, my very talented, smart kitty Quinn.
3: You have a very smart cat.
4: Yeah, she plays fetch, and uh, she puts her toys back into the little Pika Prize cat box. Mm-hmm. Um, she also stalks poodles very well.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, who doesn't?
4: My, my coworker brings her poodle in. Um, to work every morning. He's still in the process of being housebroken, so he's been coming to work with her. So I brought Quinn in while Jr. was there, and uh, she decided that he looked like pretty good prey, uh. even though he's a lot bigger than her. He's uh-huh. a standard poodle, so she has no fear. The cat has absolutely no fear. So if any if any of them leave the house, it's usually Quinn. Yeah,
2: I, I've taken Kirby to work with me a, a couple of times uh, into school uh, when I haven't and uh, didn't have kids, and then I've taken him. the radio station i've brought Mm -hmm. him to the radio station before Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, i think that's uh, the first place i met kirby It's always
2: scary though because there's so many wires in so many places it's not uh radio radio studio is not uh yeah child safe or pet safe whatsoever (laughs) and he he has a propensity for chewing wires so not always the the best idea to bring the freak along with me but uh you know what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. and that is another call we're gonna help you with your pet And, of course, you would visit our website, animaltalkradio.com, and uh, we help you with emails through that. Um, And, of course, we like to scour the news and see what's happening. Um,
3: I would wait. (laughs) I would wait just a little bit.
2: Okay. (laughs) And we like to, and and, and we'll regale you with those stories (laughs) coming up (laughs) as well. We do have some emails. Sure do. Uh, of, <laughs> yes?
3: Well, yes, we do have that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, silly, silly lad. <laughs> but uh, yes, you can always send us an email uh, to questions at animaltalkradio.com.
3: <laughs> okay, dear Animal Talk.
5: What's this? Fan mail from a flounder?
3: How should I transfer my cat to the vet? Do I need to use a carrier? Mm. Or is it just okay for him to ride free in a car? And this is signed to Lane.
4: The safest pl- way for any animal to travel is in a in a kennel of some sort. It keeps them from you know if you have to put on the brakes quickly, um, get into an accident, anything like that. You know that they're safely in a container where nothing bad's going to happen. Dogs do have um, seat belts that you can do, but I'm I'm a big fan of using the kennel. That's the best way to go. Safest for all involved.
2: No, uh, no pillowcases.
4: You could use a pillowcase, <laughs> but... It's uh.
3: not a bad thing. It's not a bad for For cats, you can't get in a carrier... You yeah. just put them in a pillowcase pillow and carry them on in. They feel pretty comfortable. Actually, because
2: mm-hmm. it's dark, and then if you're holding them, they can feel you holding them and stuff, too. But that uh, just always cracks me up. It's just, put them in a pillowcase. It's like...
4: <laughs> yeah, a... any, anything... The biggest thing is the safety of the animal. That's the most important yeah. thing. And I We had this situation occur with one of my coworkers turning out of the clinic with her big German Shepherd in the car.
1: Mm. Didn't have a seatbelt
4: harness on. Didn't have anything like that. She got hit yikes and uh poor dog was very traumatized uh. after that as was she but he ended up hitting the dashboard uh. so it's the safest for for the pet to get them to get them anywhere ideally they should be in in some sort of secure either it's a harness seat belt or a
3: kennel speaking of safety i had a question from a client today that i wanted to ask you about um i had a client who had a kitten okay. and the kitten uh decided to do what you're immediately going to recognize the kitten decided it would be fun to sleep inside the reclining chair. Ooh. Ooh. And the kitten is in serious physical trouble right oh, now after the reclining baby. chair reclined with the kitty inside, much oh. like, uh, as as you're picturing, it's just not a very pleasant yeah. thing. What I'm getting is, how is it the second time the cat has been in that chair, the first time it escaped with just a scare, this time it didn't. How's, is there a good way to stop a kitten from climbing into a chair like that to hide? Or there's, sleep? A,
4: there's a couple good ways uh, that you can do this. works on cars, too. So in the wintertime, after you've just stopped your car, sometimes cats will crawl up into the engine to keep warm. Sure. Animals, critters, bang on it. I mean, seriously, just start beating on the cushion. The car. And, yeah, The car. Okay. You can also do this with the cushion, though. But not the cat. Not the cat. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the, no but,
3: but, but, but the thing about this, this was a child. This was like their four-year-old jumped up in the chair, tilted it back. And so they can't teach a child to hit the... They're going to miss times. Yeah,
4: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the other way to keep them away from it is is actually using some some type of aversion therapy, which works quite well with cats. Double-sided sticky tape and newspaper all around the chair. So the four-year-old has to stay away from it for a little while. Every time Kitty approaches it, the... Paper is going to get stuck to their paws, and cats really hate to have things stuck to their paws. And then it'll chase them through the house until it finally comes loose, and it won't harm them. You can use sticky paws as a, another way to deter them from being around that area as well.
2: You scare, scare, scare your
3: cat. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, There's things every year. Some cat yeah. gets in a, in a reclining uh, chair. I've never some, heard of that
4: one
2: before. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. When I said
3: recliner, you know exactly what I was yep. talking about, didn't you? We had that happen. And then the uh, wall, washing machine and the dryers. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Always never leave those open when you're not dealing with directly with them because yeah. cats will learn to go inside, mm-hmm. and sure. eventually you're going to throw laundry in. And, and not realize it. It's a it. cubby hole. They love the cubby holes, mm-hmm.
2: especially if sure. you've sure. left a piece of piece or two of laundry on there and then I got something really nice to curl up on mm-hmm. until the until the twister stra- sets down <laughs>
4: yeah seriously <laughs> cyclone
3: And but the uh, so all of a sudden
2: oh I guess I am in Kansas <laughs> we, we had
3: a cat uh, a few years ago who jumped out of the water from the washing machine and the water was already in the tub Oh, there was lordy. a tub next to it it jumped right into the hot water in the tub oh mercy oh. it's fine but it took a lot of work to get it better so just be yeah. careful about things like
2: that and it's animal talk You dig your dog, but the dog is digging the rose bushes? Well, give Animal Talk a call. Like I promised, we got off on a tangent, but uh, we have a guest today. uh, Her husband, number 12 NASCAR, and Chrissy Newman, they come up with uh, Pit Road Pets. Our guest today was on the track for a law degree. Now she finds herself on the NASCAR circuit, married to Ryan Newman. They've created a foundation called the Ryan Newman Foundation, and they've put out a book called Pit Road Pets. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Animal Talk. Chrissy Newman. Chrissy, welcome to Animal Talk.
6: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
2: So, Chrissy, what was the motivation behind um, the the foundation and then uh, which uh, ultimately ended up creating the book?
6: Well, we found ourselves spreading a little thin on different charities that we've been wanting to help, and we decided to start the foundation to kind of concentrate on a core group of uh, charities that were close and near and dear to Ryan and my heart and animal compassion and welfare is one of the biggest things that I tend to focus on, as well as wildlife. And then we have a component, which is scholarships to kids that are in involved in racing in some capacity and are going to college.
2: All right. And uh, I really, what is the, 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 the goal of
6: the foundation? Um, we just want to start in our own backyard, and, and we do a lot of work with Humane Societies, and I'm currently working with the Humane Society in Hickory, North Carolina, to develop a new low-cost Bay Neuter Clinic and a new shelter. That's no profit and no kill, and um our goal is basically just to start in our own backyard, helping the charities and the people that we can, and then spread ourselves throughout the nation and and just help where we can and and do what we can to help animals and and people
2: well yeah and it, it's so much it's the education it, it's it's getting the kids aware and people aware that uh, they they should stay new to their pets the 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 backyard breeders flooding uh the the market as it were. Uh, with pets when there's so many great critters in shelters and, and in, in rescue societies just waiting for uh, their forever home. And uh, it, it seems true. like that's what you're, what you're after with the, the foundation. Not, yeah, not, and,
6: and I think people don't realize how much spaying and neuter in time can in, um, decrease the animal overpopulation problem that we have here in the southeast.
2: Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's just, I mean, everywhere. It's just so prevalent. So you have some uh, furry critters at home. You have uh, what digger harley mopar, and socks yeah that's your is that your little posse at home yes sir okay, so uh what but one of one of your critters had had a little uh run in um and he's he's only has three legs now
6: yes, uh that's digger, and she was bit by a copperhead snake almost a year and a half ago oh. and uh developed a fungus infection that typically um dogs and horses can get.
1: Yeah.
2: And it
6: got in her tissue and destroyed the tissue in her leg, so we had to have her leg amputated.
2: Wow. How how it's it's that's but she's doing fine now, right? She's got the yeah. the three Oh yeah, and,
6: you'd never even know it. She hasn't missed a beat.
2: She keeps running with the pack. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. So, putting the book together cuz you and your dogs are featured in there, but it, it's Pit Road Pets. It's not necessarily all dog cuz uh was it uh Mr. Rudd has some his cats in there. And uh, the petties, they have their ponies in there with them. So it's not just uh, dogs. It's uh, all kinds of critters in the book.
6: Well, not everybody can have a dog or a cat, but some people have goldfish and consider them their pets. So yeah. we wanted to incorporate everybody's animals, no matter what they were, how hairy or <laughs> um, scaly or anything that they were.
2: How how eager were people to be involved with this project?
6: People were very excited about the project. I was actually a little overwhelmed on, on how receptive everyone was to, um, having us in their homes with their animals and taking pictures of them and everybody's been very supportive of the book and has loved the book and we're just excited that it's out and that we've gotten such a great response from everybody
2: that's fantastic yeah the ruds the ruds and their cats are just uh fantastic it's a it's a great book it's called pit road pets and uh it's nascar stars and their pets how many people did you ultimately get uh, involved in into the book
6: there's 49 people with their stories and pictures.
2: Oh, that's fantastic. And uh, and the, the proceeds from this book are, are going d- directly into the, the foundation? And
6: Yes, uh, 100% of the proceeds from uh, the book are going to the Ryan Newman Foundation, and we, in turn, donate 100% of those proceeds um, out to different human societies. Uh, the one in Hickory, the Humane Society of Catawba County, mm-hmm. is going to be a big focus uh, to help them with their new spay-neuter clinic.
2: Well, that's fantastic. I, and people are like, oh, what can I do? The problem's so big. But when you start at home and you start close by and then hopefully that'll trickle down and trickle across, I think it's fantastic uh, what you're doing. Um, Thank you. So uh, so what's, what's next for the foundation?
6: Um, well, we're going to do a fishing tournament December 16th off of Life Landing in uh, Mooresville, North Carolina.
1: Hmm.
6: And um, that will help our wildlife side of things. And... Um, we are also uh, currently in a Ranger Boat Raffle with NASCAR, and people can purchase Ranger Boat Raffle tickets through the Foundation on their website. And we've got a couple other things that are pretty cool that we're working on yet, so they'll be announced fairly soon. And mm-hmm. then there's a big dinner that we're going to have in Atlanta for Speedway Children's Charities and a place in Griffin, North Car- or Griffin, Atlanta, called uh, Noah's Ark. So we'll be raising some money for them as well.
2: All right, and the, the Foundation has a website?
6: Yes, it's uh, www.ryannewmanfoundation.org.
2: Okay, and then Pit Road Pets uh, people can can they purchase the book there, and where else um, can they find they, it? They
6: can purchase the book pretty much at any bookstore. Um, it's also uh, NASCAR.com, but any bookstore, Amazon.com, Borders, Books a Million, you name it, they should have it.
2: Well, fantastic, Chrissy. I really appreciate you taking a couple minutes to tell us about your book, and uh, and thank you so much for for the work that that you're doing with the pets.
6: Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate
2: it. All right, Chrissy. Have a great afternoon.
6: Thank you. Take care. Bye.
2: Bye. She's a fantastic young lady. <laughs> it's simply wonderful having her around. Uh, and good work they're doing. And we're going to do some good work for you. We're going to help Matt with his dog in Omaha in just a second. When you And your call when you call. It's Animal Talk.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: Have all your monkeys gone to Clarksville? Well, give Animal Talk a call. And we got Matt listening on KFAB. Matt, welcome to Animal Talk. How you doing, sir? Excellent. Thanks for your patience. What's going on with your dog?
5: Well, she's about two years old, and basically what's happening is she's digging holes under our fence and getting out. Okay. And what I've tried to do is uh, is uh, get her to, uh, we put up that invisible fence. Right. And uh, that that stopped her, but I'm kind of hoping that I don't have to do that anymore.
4: well, the depending on the invisible fence that you have, most of them work on a um, automatic tone that emits from the collar that tells the dog to stay away from this area. So as long when the tone disappears, the dog feels that we can go ahead and cross this area. So that may not be the the best option. You can test and see how the dog handles it by just not turning the system on but having the dog still wear the collar and kind of wean her off the collar. Does she dig anywhere else, or it was just at the fence?
1: Just
5: four or five places in the fence where she'll uh, dig underneath and get out or be in the Trying neighbor's yard by that it. time. And um, the, the big thing is, is we, have, we have shut the fence off just to see what she'd do.
4: As
5: soon as she figures out it's off. She digs and
4: she's gone then right. you'll need to keep that fence on so that that automatic tone is always there to tell her to back off of that area
2: here's a here's a thought and a question Matt where are you when your dog is doing this digging and getting out
5: uh, well we're usually in the house I mean we got a pretty big backyard and she likes to run and play and stuff okay. and um, so like I said a lot of times you know we'll we'll let her outside to go to the bathroom and We'd we'll be doing our thing inside the house, and the next thing you know, the neighbors calling saying, "Oh, Jasmine's over here." Right,
4: right.
2: <laughs> uh, so. Well, it, it sounds it could be a matter of boredom too, because she's mm-hmm. out there and she's played with everything there is to play with in the backyard. And
4: now we've it, got it's nothing time else. To move,
2: time to move on. Right. So, um, one, you know, you need to keep an eye on her. I, and I thought maybe you were keeping her out there while you were at work, and she was getting out. No. Um, that well, that's good. But so, um, it just maybe a, a couple more toys, something to keep her interest. In the yard, so you know. Well, she's going to be out here, and I may not have my eye on her every second. We're going to put out the bouncy ball that she loves so much, or something, something to well, keep we've her in Yeah,
5: my 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 concern is is what happens is a lot of her toys when she's playing with them get within that uh, reactionary gap where yeah. her tone mm-hmm. goes off,
1: mm-hmm.
5: and then she can't get it. Right, right, right. And then right. she sits there, and you know, yep. You try to put stuff out there to let her play with, but she's so hyper that she throws her toys all over the place, and sometimes they roll too close to the fence, and then she can't go get them back.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not unusual. Since she is trained with this fence, though, it, it really is looking like you're going to have to keep her on that fence so that she can always hear that tone to let her know to back off.
2: Okay. All right, Matt, thanks for the call. Thank you. Well, we've got another hour of Animal Talk coming. Thanks to Christy Newman come out, coming by and talk talking to us about... Uh, Uh, the Pit Road Pets, and uh, congratulations to her husband out at the MIS today, taking 15th place, and and, uh, thank you for your calls. We're going to get to more of them very shortly here on Animal Talk. We have a professional standing by who can
3: help you out. Sitting next to me,
4: Donna Blummel, and I'm here to answer training questions.
3: (laughs) The gentleman on the far side of the table. I'm Dr. Brad Davis. I'm here to answer any veterinary questions that you might have.
2: If you have a question about a reptile or a fish, fish, some, something scaly or aquatic, uh, our boy Rourke at uh, reptilesafari.org. He's standing by to help you out with those. Uh, and my name's Jamie. I'm just here to make sure everybody has a good time. The Fonzie of radio. And I'm stuffed up today
3: for some reason, so I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) It's my sign. I needed my puffer. Right. (laughs) Now Henry Winkler is going to call in all upset. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to help you with your
2: pet. That's what we're going to do. And uh, the caller poll today, uh, we have a caller poll out there because uh, Friday the 23rd is Bring Your Dog to Work Day. And uh, people say there's just lots of benefits. People are more productive. They get along with their coworkers more. They get along with their bosses more. It's a more creative environment. There's less stress. And uh, so bringing your pets to work. So it's National Take Your Pet to Work Day. And uh, do you take your pet to work? Have you ever taken your pet to work? And, uh, And do you? Do you have one of those fantastic, fine companies that will allow you to take your pet to work? Give us a call if you want to chime in on that. We have Lynn in Idaho with a problem with a cat. Lynn, welcome to Animal Talk.
0: Hi, I just wanted to um, talk to the lady who was talking about a cat needing a carrier in the car.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, does how, well, you have a, do you have a couple cats? Well,
0: several years ago in in Ida- Sun Valley, Idaho, a cat was loose in the car and went under the gas pedal and the brake, and a cha- an eight year old child was orphaned and the cat died.
1: Oh wow!
2: So it's,
0: it's another just another pointer that it is really important mm-hmm. to have the cats and carriers.
2: Yeah. Yes, because yes, the cats love to crawl around and get in the dark spots, mm-hmm. and it's dark up under there, and so, yeah. And definitely. they get scared,
3: and they get scared, and if yeah. they, they can impair your driving, they start grabbing you, going nuts, they get scared by something on the car, they jump on you. It, it, there's endless pro- possibilities mm-hmm. for problems. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, that's it.
3: All right. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: I take my dog to work Do work?
2: What, what type of job do you have?
0: I clean houses, but he just hangs out by the car.
2: Wow, that's oh. fantastic.
0: Yeah, all right. All right,
2: Lynn, thanks for the call. All right, bye bye, and uh, happy Father's Day, yeah, to all the dads out there. Happy birthday to all the dads <laughs> on <this> Father's <laughs> I love Day, that. yeah. But uh, and all the pet dads, if you don't mm-hmm. have any biological children, but you got some furry children and you take care of them, well, you're a nurturing, caring person, and that's what the day's all about celebrating that. So uh, and marketing like Matt. So <laughs> <laughs> happy Father's Day to you. Thanks for. Uh, Taking care of the little ones in your life. And we're going to take care of the little ones, in the furry little ones in your life, uh, the problems you're having with them, when you give us a call. And we'd like to have a little fun along the way and uh, play a few games here and there. And we'll do one right now, as a matter of fact. Fact yeah. or fiction. Life,
3: life, life, yeah. You decide. Hey, Donna. Life, 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 life,
2: Check it out. Brad's going to tell us how this works. <laughs>
3: We have three facts we're about to read. Two of those facts are fake. One of those facts is true. If you're the first one to call in at 1-800 and tell us on the air which is the true fact, you will win a fabulous prize. (laughs) Fantastic. 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 I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Donna,
2: ladies first.
4: All righty. Fact number one, which I see. Ah, there it is. (laughs) I lost it for a minute there. Fact number one, the most common group of dog to win best in show at the Westminster Dog Show in New York is in the non, non-working non group thanks to the numerous wins by poodles.
3: All right, Brad? Fact number two, tiber whales, which look like a cross between a dolphin and a killer whale, migrate east and west along the southern coast of Africa, not north and south.
2: And our third fact is a Weddell seal once had a dive length recorded in at 73 minutes underwater Wow David Blaine would be jealous <laughs> Probably watching the
3: Tiber whales <laughs> Alright hey,
2: hey. 800-259-9231 Two of those facts False One Absolutely true And uh, you tell us which one is the true fact And we have a fabulous prize for you And or your pet On this Father's Day So give us a call and uh, take a shot at that fact or fiction, Brad.
3: Uh, we mm-hmm. have our
2: website out there, and you you come up with these crazy cartoons. Mm. Where
3: do you come up with them? Um, <laughs> usually I'm loaded. Um, right. usually, no, 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 no. <laughs> but they are very funny. No, I miss hear something. Usually and, I miss something, and I think, or I hear a word, and I just think a uh, oh, pun comes up, and that's yeah. where it comes. From. They're out there. They are very punny, and so you got to go to the website and check them out. Yeah. Brad's mm-hmm. cartoons, very, very nice punny. group this time. Very funny. Yeah, the lowest common denominator of comedy is puns. Yes. And this is puns you look at. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) yes, It's like passive puns. (laughs) Yes. it's it's, it's, it's Puns you don't even have to think that much about. (laughs) That's right. And that's all at our website,
2: animaltalkradio.com. You visit our website. And uh, there's other, there's information, there's photos of us and the things in and around the show. There's your pets um, Mm -hmm. on the pet parade when you send them in to us and send your photos to us. Um, and of course, a place for you to send us your emails, and uh, also a, a list of all the guests that have been on the show, and, and topics and things we've talked about on the show. Um, Chrissy Newman from the earlier yes. hour, author of Pit Road Pets. Her husband Ryan Newman, NASCAR driver number twelve, mm-hmm. came Boom. in came in number fifteen today at uh, the Michigan International Speedway. Um, they came out with the book Pit Road Pets. Mm-hmm. There'll be a link up to the her site on there uh, when we had Caesar Milan on talking to him Mm -hmm. you know there's links to those sites and things so uh you can visit those and of course always find the links to the uh rebroadcast of the show you can always download it to your pod Mm
3: -hmm. for the podcast for all the pod people out there Mm -hmm. and the cat people and that's great for people we talk about who go to the con. yeah yeah people who go to the the animal talk conventions because they debate what we said on the show it's a great way to have that right there so you can just uh you can just be proven correct that's right
1: yeah
2: and that's, uh, that's, the podcast is a newer deal, and it's all put together by our friends over at the iradionow.com. It's, uh, iradionow.com is the place to grab those, those podcasts as well. And your question's live when you dial the phone number. And, of course, the Factor Fiction out there, the same number, gets you through to, to work on that. Um, and uh, do we have one of those emails there that we could take oh, a sure. look at?
3: sure. Dear Animal Talk. You've got Mail. A, I work for a corporation, and they're always asking me to think outside the box. Unfortunately, my cat does think outside the box. <laughs> a lot. How can I stop my cat from missing the edges of the litter box? Ooh. Not with number two as much as with number one.
4: So we just have bad aim. That's yeah. what it sounds this, like.
3: This is Sign Lester.
4: Yeah, the easiest way would be to get a hooded cat box, or right. like the clever cat box where they come down from the, the top. Top uh, loaders I call them Right um, That really cuts down On the messes If they've got a hooded one Available Or find one That's a little bit higher
2: Or a tent A little tent They have uh, mm-hmm. Like the uh, The automated one I have Has a little tent That goes over it Yeah like litter me uh, yeah. yeah Litter me Not all cats Will tolerate that But if your cat will That'll be the song That'll mm-hmm. be fixed for you It's Animal Talk <laughs> Does your cheetah never win? <laughs> Welcome give Animal Talk a call. On it's Animal Talk, and uh, we're playing a game. It's called Fact or Fiction. We have three mm-hmm. facts. Two of them are false. One is absolutely true. You guess the true fact. And uh, we have a, a fantastic prize for you. 800 uh, 259 And the first fact would be...
4: Fact one, the most common group of dog to win Best in Show at Westminster Dog Show in New York is the non-working group, thanks to the numerous wins by Poodles.
3: Thank you, Poodles. (laughs) Fact number two, Tiber whales, which look like a cross between a dolphin and a killer whale, migrate east and west along the southern coast of Africa, not north and south.
2: And our third fact, the Weddell seal once had a dive length recorded at 73 minutes underwater. Weddell. So... Um, put them in a globe in, uh, uh, in, in, in downtown New York and, and it could be a TV show.
1: <laughs> David, David, <laughs>
2: David Blaine did it, right? He was underwater for, <laughs> all right, <laughs> eight hundred two. i I'm... I don't know. Not long enough. No. Uh, oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, oh! That was rough. raffle. what are you clutching over? Well, there, actually, bro? I
3: have I have a story that relates. To, it's not part of the news, but I have a story that relates to your uh, question.
2: Oh, what is uh, the question of the day? Is taking your dog to work? Yes. The uh, caller poll today, yes, is uh, um it, it it's take your dog to work day on Friday. Have you ever taken your pet to work, or do you
3: plan on taking your pet to work on Take Your Pet to Work Day? And this is from East Point, Michigan. A oh. judge has been ordered to keep her pet dogs at uh, home. Yes. A state judicial agency says a dog's place is in the home and has ordered a suburban Detroit judge to stop bringing pet terriers lurch and lizarding to court. The state court administrative office and an agency of the Michigan Supreme Court this week contacted East Point District Judge Noreen Redmond about the dogs. Um, they said animals don't understand. The court proceedings are not to be disturbed. Courtrooms are serious places, and respect for the court needs to be maintained. Dogs and other pets can inject a note of informality that is not appropriate. Uh, She's been bringing the dogs to work since 2004. Uh, She says the dogs bring calm to the tense courtroom and are attraction for school children, which, again, you want to try to see how many school children you get to come to court. Um, And she says police officers and attorneys also enjoy the dogs. Uh-huh. I'm sure they do. And the yeah, employees. Yes, said, Your Honor. We love <laughs> the dog being here. Can he let go of my finger now? <laughs> the, the empl- she said the employees love having the dog, it brings a sense of happiness. Everybody who frequents the court knows it's a pet friendly workplace. And so, but she had to not take her dogs to to to, 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 to work. work. And uh, who's a good stenographer? <laughs> You're a good stenographer. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> and she also tended to give the give the, the sentences in dog ears. Thank you.
2: That was funny. Alright. It was very
3: reminiscent of a news bit. It was like a news bit. <laughs> because of the news story with a stupid comment. Right. That, but again, she's not allowed to bring her dog together. Yeah. And, oh, actually
2: uh, I could see that being disruptive in a courtroom. I don't see why you would you know, if if the dog stayed back in chambers or something or with the secretaries or, or clerks or whatever, I you know, yeah, fine, but not not in the courtroom itself. If there was a proceeding going on. It, that sounds like something from a bad movie. It really I mean, does. You know, if yeah.
4: I if I'm you know, if I'm up to if, if I'm
2: you know, looking at some time for doing a crime, you know. Uh-huh. You don't want
4: to be distracted by Fluffy. I don't fluffy. want the cop
2: with Fred the Bird on his shoulder. <laughs> and I don't want the, ju- the judge with his, like, sleeping bloodhounds at his feet.
3: <laughs> it sounds like you picture, like, if you have a courtroom with a dog up front, like Joe Pesci would be saying, utes somewhere. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I thought immediately of my cousin Vinny. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, it's
3: like that. So there is, a, there is a level where that's silliness. And, of course, like, let's say, you know, if you're a surgeon... You can't be bringing the dog to work, you know, table scraps. But no, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, but, but, oh, but what I'm getting at is, many people can bring their dogs, bring mm-hmm. their pets to work. Yeah, yeah. and uh, oh, if
2: you work in a factory or on a line, someplace again, not a place conducive to take a pet.
3: And what pets can you take? What about uh, what if you have reptiles and it scares the person around you? If it's going to be disruptive, but uh, it'd be interesting to see if people think about that. I used to take my
4: rat to school. <laughs> you did? You? I did. Used to, I had long hair, and he used to hide, sit in the back oh. of I wear a big big shirt that had a hood on it so he'd hide in the hood and then when he had to go potty he'd crawl out to my shoulder and I'd walk over to the nearest potted plant and he'd walk down into the potted plant go potty and then come back Uh, (laughs)
2: let's open the door to the weird world of Donna
4: Willard his name name was Wendell actually (laughs) Wendell. <laughs> Wendell was my rat's oh. name.
3: <laughs> As I often say when I look at Donna, tick tock, tick. <laughs> to, it's only a matter of time. Tick, boom.
1: <laughs>
3: just joking. What? Oh well, looks like we short circuited
2: that <laughs> mechanism. <laughs> hey. uh, he just jumped in the fast lane. <laughs> Will you take your pet to work on your uh, on the te- on take the pet to work day coming up this Friday? Big big national thing. No, big national thing is Father's Day. That's going on today. Happy Father's Day to <laughs> To all our dads out there, and uh, yay yay for
3: dads. Yeah.
2: And, of course, you can always visit our website, animaltalkradio.com. You can send us uh, emails from uh, there. I have emails and or news, either one you want. And uh, we'll go for the emails. Uh, okay. you got a little animal information there. What do we got? Sure. Dear Animal
5: Talk. What's this, fan mail from a flounder?
3: How afraid do I have to be of my dog getting worms? I've heard that worms can be a problem for my kids, as well as the dog, huh. that the dog can give. The children worms. Is this true? What can I do to prevent my dog from getting them? Thanks a lot. And this is signed, Rhonda. Ooh,
2: ooh, All right. Well, know, this know, ubiquitous know, worms, is it heartworms or is it intestinal worms? Probably intestinal Are there, intestinal different, are there different kinds well, of worms?
3: Intestinal worms, kids can get. Really? Hookworms and roundworms, kids can get. And uh, not to mention the one-celled parasites, the Giardia and the Coccidia. Mm-hmm. But they can get that from any, anywhere, too. They can get mm-hmm. that from the environment. But roundworms and hookworms, children can get it. And yes... Yes, they can be blinded by them. Wow. Yes, they can, because um, what happens is these worms get in the GI tract of a, of a kid, and they have a map for a dog, and they end up going to the wrong place. It's kind of like being in Toronto with a Chicago map. You know, uh, you're not going to find the loop no matter how often you drive around. Right, right, So, right. But again, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty easy to prevent these parasites. Mm-hmm. Heart card. Heart card. Yeah, oh, uh not, <laughs> heart, well, not Heartgard, but Heartgard Plus. Heartgard Plus. HeartGuard plus. Yeah. and the plus, of course, is the Cajun flavor. <laughs> you no, know, Heartgard Plus, the plus is takes care of the intestinal mm-hmm. parasites, prevents okay. the parasites that can cause problems for kids. Okay. But, uh, but again, this is one of the things that uh, is a new deal to, for vets to fear about lawsuits because if a child gets intestinal parasites and you don't recommend that you... That you have the dog on heartworm, Ugh. you can be sued, and not just a uh, not just a pet lawsuit, we're talking about a child being blinded, yeah. that's a gigantic thing, and I'm not belittling the child being blinded, but I'm saying it's not a good thing for anybody involved. It's right. an ugly situation. Mm-hmm. so yeah, and uh, and these and these parasites are in the environment just mm-hmm. about everywhere. Yeah. Yep. yeah,
4: that's why parents always tell their kids don't walk in a field barefoot mm-hmm. <laughs> really mm-hmm.
3: and, and going one step further. Um. Here's your statistic that you'll be telling everybody at work tomorrow. Okay, seventy-five percent of the Earth's population of people have intestinal parasites. Seventy-five percent have intestinal parasites, mostly tapeworms or uh, or or, or, or pinworms, something like that. But seventy-five percent have intestinal parasites. Huh. <laughs> How many so. in this
2: room? You think?
3: Well, there's three of us here. Well, the fourth person probably had them. Uh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, Rourke. No,
2: not, not. <laughs> he should be coming up. I rep, I rep, I like eight, does your hunting dog think pointing is rude? <laughs> well, give animal talk a call. spit him out. And, of course, we have hanging out there, we have that uh, fact or fiction. We have three facts. Two of them are false. One is absolutely true. You guess the true fact. And we have a fantastic animal talk prize for you. And and, uh, the first fact?
4: Fact number one, the most common group of dog to win best in show at the Westminster Dog Show in New York is the non-working group, thanks to the numerous wins by poodles.
3: And fact number two, tiber whales, which look like a cross between a dolphin and a killer whale, migrate east and west along the southern coast of Africa, not north and south.
2: Uh, The third fact is the Weddell seal. Uh, once had a dive length recorded at 73 minutes underwater. Mm-hmm. 73 minutes underwater for the Weddell Seal. All right. Two of those are false. One is true. Guess the true fact. And uh, we'll hook you up with something very cool for you and your pet. Hey, Jamie, Donna, Dr. Brad. It's Animal Talk. We like to have a little fun along the way.
1: <laughs> it's time for... The Bad
2: Animal Joke of the Week.
1: Who's bad?
2: (laughs) All right, time for the Bad Animal Joke of the Week. If you'd like to submit a joke, feel free. (laughs) Send it to Jamie at AnimaltalkRadio.com. Dr. Brad. Uh What is yellow and smells like
3: bananas? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jamie, I don't know. What is yellow and smells like bananas? Monkey vomit. <laughs> Donna's
2: tittering over here. It's a uh, joke, joke submitted by our very own Donna Blummel. <laughs>
4: It wasn't just, it's not my joke. I can't take full credit for that. That was actually my father's joke. Aww. He used to tell
3: me when I was a kid. Well, it all ties into father's
2: That's, that's right. the, that was, that was the thing. You go. There you go. 800-259-9231. Going to help you with your pet. Always uh, take your bad animal jokes, too. Send them in and we'll share them with everybody else.
1: Who's bad?
2: That's right. The jokes are bad. That's what it's all about. <laughs> And uh, we have Rourke on the line as well. Rourke,
7: hey, Hello. how you doing?
2: Excellent, Rourke. Uh, I'm glad you were here. Did you hear that uh, bad
7: animal joke? You know, that would have been my question. I'm sitting here with a spider monkey, a ring tailed lemur, and a pig. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, no, just tell me you just, just went into a bar with a rabbi, and you've made my day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Rourke, well, we got an email question for you We got a, a, and, and some other stuff But first, we got Mark in Omaha Who wants to take a shot at our fact or fiction We got those three facts hanging out there Mark, welcome to Animal Talk
5: Hey, how's it going?
2: Excellent, Mark, uh, before we get into the fact or fiction What kind of pets do you have?
5: I've got a chocolate lab, seven-year-old chocolate lab.
2: Okay, and uh, coming up on the 23rd, Friday the 23rd, take your pet to work day. Uh, will you take your pet to work, or can you take your pet to work?
5: Uh, I, it, I'd i love to, but I'm a house arrest officer, and I don't want her driving around in traffic and jumping out and getting hit by cars and stuff like that.
2: Oh, well, there that you go. All right, but uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, so we're going to recap these three facts for you, and uh, you can take a shot at it. Here you go.
4: Fact one, the most common group of dog to win Best in Show at Westminster Dog Show in New York is the non-working group, thanks to numerous wins by poodles.
3: Fact number two, tiber whales, which look like a cross between a dolphin and a killer whale, migrate east and west along the southern coast of Africa, not north and south.
2: And the third fact, the Weddell Seal once had a dive-length record recorded at 73 minutes Underwater, Which one of those is the true fact?
5: I think it's fact number two, the
2: dolphin whales.
6: You oh. are the weakest link. Goodbye.
2: Oh, no, Mark. Sorry about but, that. But thank
3: you, Mark, so I don't have to read that long fact anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I
6: really
2: appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Right. Happy you know father's what the follow-up day. joke is? What? it? What
3: a-
5: What's brown and smells like bananas?
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Old bananas. Old bananas. (laughs) 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 That was
4: good. That was good.
2: I like that one, Mark. I appreciate that. I'll jot that down. Thanks for the call. (laughs) Old bananas. Old bananas. It's like Star Trek. smells like bananas. It's like Star
3: Trek. The sequel was better than the original. It really,
2: really was. Down to a 50 50 on that fact or fiction. Fact one. Fact one.
4: (laughs) <laughs> as soon as I find it again. Yeah, okay. Fact one, the most common group of dog to win best in show at Westminster Dog Show in New York is the non-working group, thanks to numerous wins by poodles.
2: And the the next one, a weddle seal once had a dive-length record recorded at 73 minutes underwater. There you go. Guess which one of those is true and you win a fabulous prize for you and your pet. But we have Rourke on the line. Rourke, it is take your pet to work day. Coming up on the twenty third, but Rourke, pets are your work, so you're you're always taking them or working with them. So that's a, a kind of a redundant question to ask you. You are it, pets twenty four seven, animals and pets twenty four seven.
7: That's that's a hundred percent correct. I'm actually on vacation right now.
2: Oh, excellent! In the
7: beautiful Santee Cooper Lakes in South Carolina at Lake Marion, I'm surrounded by alligators out here. And we had 29 at one count, yeah. and I'm still sitting here with a <laughs> spider monkey, a ring-tailed lemur, and a baby pot-bellied pig. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Those are some traveling partners, right there. Where's this, like the well, cat and the donkey? All three being is it bottle-fed? And when they're you?
7: being bottle-fed, you have to take them with you, even Everywhere. on vacation, yeah. mm-hmm. aren't you?
2: Like a, it's like a, it's like a twisted town musician thing. I <laughs> got going there. All right, Rourke, we got an email question for you. If uh, you want to give
3: this one a shot, dear Rourke. <laughs> You're having new mail in your inbox. All right. Do snakes have teeth? <laughs> do s- snakes have teeth? Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you think they chew their
7: food? Uh-oh. Well, actually, snakes don't chew their food. They swallow it. But yeah. that's a great question, and I'll tell you why. Snakes are actually defined by their dentition. First of all, the typical snakes are called glyphic. They have solid bone teeth, and they use those to grab prey and hold them from getting away. Then you have the epistoglyphic snakes, which have solid teeth, but they have hollow rear fangs, and they're called rear-fanged or mildly venomous snakes, uh, such as boom and mangrove snakes. Then you have the solenoglyphic snakes, which is the epitome of the snake kingdom, because they have full-back fangs. Those are pit vipers. And vipers, they have solid teeth, but their fangs are hollow to deliver the venom. Oh, yeah. And then you have, like, cobras, the alapidae, and those are proteroglyphics. They have short, fixed fangs that are hollow, and they deliver the venom through that mechanism. However, they also have solid teeth to grab their prey. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much for the grab
2: and the venom, right?
7: That's right. You, when you're going to grab your food and it's alive, you know, there's not a McDonald's on every corner of Burger King out there in the jungle. you got to grab it and hold it, and that can be difficult. And <laughs> some snakes are born with an egg tooth, oh. and that's how they get out of their egg. Oh, okay. But, yeah, yes, snakes have teeth.
2: All right, there you go. we got to take a quick break. More, quest- more of your calls coming up and more of your questions and that fact or fiction. It's Animal Talk. your frog on his last legs? Well, <laughs> give Animal Talk a call. Bumper music coming in there. Springsteen. Song called Part Man, Part Monkey. Uh, Springsteen was just, uh, he's on tour. I just saw him last night. Phew, phenomenal show. Mm. Out of control. He's uh, the whole folk, that. folk music seeker session thing. Unbelievable. It was like being at a church revival. It was crazy. It was good. You know. You, you know it's rock and roll when there's a tuba in the band. So, <laughs> all right. I digressed. Uh, Animal Talk. Yeah, that's what it is. It's going to help you with your pets. That's what we're doing. Julia wanted to take a shot at the fact or fiction. Julia, listening on KFAB, welcome to Animal Talk. Thank you. Julia, caller poll for the day. Uh, it's Take Your Pet to Work uh, Day on Friday. Can you take your pet to work, and, and will you?
0: Yes, both my husband and I both take uh, our dogs to work. He, he owns his own business as well as I do.
2: Oh, very cool. That's so much. And, and it adds to your day. It really does.
0: Yeah, it really does, and all my customers really enjoy my little dog, and they all like my husband's dog, so Excellent. works out really well.
2: All right, Julia, we have that fact or fiction there. We have two facts. Let's recap them for you really
4: quick. Okay, fact one, the most common group of dog to win Best in Show at the Westminster Dog Show in New York is the non-working group, thanks to numerous wins by poodles.
2: And the second fact is a Weddell seal once had a dive length recorded at 73 minutes underwater, uh, Julia, which one is the true fact?
0: I think fact number one is true. Ah. Oh, the weakest link. Goodbye.
2: Oh, no. I'm sorry, Julia. somebody will
0: get it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It really narrows it down. But the, the Poodles did win, but uh, there was another one that uh, beat yeah. them out. It's the so. sporting group is one most. I do I'm not have the terrier question terrier.
0: about my Pomeranian.
2: Oh, uh, you do? What's going yeah. on with your dog?
0: Um... She's she's about six years old, and she's had problems her whole life since she was a puppy. When we first got her, I found out she's hypoglycemic, and she has bad knees, bad hips, and ever since she was a puppy, we've had trouble. But um, just yesterday, my husband called me. I was out of town, and he said when she's breathing out, she makes a really loud, rasping, almost coughing noise every time she exhales, Mm -hmm. and I know that they have Sometimes Pomeranians have a problem with collapsing trachea, but I didn't know if that's what that could be or what's going
3: on. Well, certainly it could be collapsing trachea. Usually that's inhaling as much more than exhaling. Okay. Because inhaling is uh, it's, it's an active process pulling in air. It's an, and not an active process pushing air out. It just it just releases. You don't have to push air out of your body. It just comes out right. naturally. Um but it's something is it is it a snorky noise uh or is it uh, something that we're just seeing a lot of? Like a like a is it like an engine uh, like a car that has a bad muffler? What, what how would you describe it?
0: Uh, it's real it's low and very raspy. No. Okay. Um, I don't okay. I don't really know how to explain it, I guess. There's a, there's a
3: couple things that be, could be going on. One and again, it's impossible to diagnose something like this over the phone, as Certainly. as as you can imagine. But um what we're dealing with more than likely is either a backward sneeze where they start snorking and they bring up they, they snork air out they can 't uh, do that sound that
0: and she does that sound. every now and then also, okay. but this was all day long every okay. time she exhaled so. okay.
3: then this could be a little bit of an infection or a problem within the trachea or in the larynx, um, the right. voice box um, and so what we could be seeing is a little uh, uh, again a little bit of a raspiness caused by that, and possibly even a lung problem more than likely it's up higher because of the d- how deep you 're saying this is. Usually yeah. the higher pitch, the further down it is. But right. uh, I would def. this is something, you're obviously someone who's on the ball. You obviously uh, take care of your animal. You're just rattling off. Uh, just, just, you're not just saying it's that thing with the problem with the thing. You know what's going on. You know all the terms. So you obviously take pretty good care of your critter. I would okay. definitely get things checked out. I think this would be, okay. anytime you get into a breathing problem, it's worth getting a stethoscope on the chest to see what's going on. And Could it be
0: uh, an, an allergy problem? Could she have allergies?
3: It's also possible. Later. Usually allergies show themselves through the skin more than they show themselves okay. through the through the respiratory right. system. It could be even some aspiration pneumonia. We could have uh, inhaled some, drunk some water so quickly in the warm weather that we got some down the trachea. Um, okay. So something like that's very possible. But uh, I, uh, I tell you what, it's really worth getting a quick exam done. Just get the vet to take a quick peek. And uh, hopefully they'll just say, ah, it's nothing, here you go, your some antibiotics, everything will be fine, and everything will be. But it's, what's worse is if they say, you know what, these lungs sound really loud, what's going on here, and may yeah. need to take a picture. But uh, anytime you have a breathing concern, it's, it's well worth checking out before it gets out of hand.
0: Okay, when she does sleep, um, it's kind of strange, her nose runs a lot, she'll leave like a puddle on the floor, and she's yeah. just a little six-pound dog.
3: Yeah, that's definitely worth checking out because that, okay. that could be anything in the nose. From It could be anything from, uh, and I'm not trying to scare you. There's certain words you use, and people get scared and they don't hear anything else you say. Okay? Right. It could be cancer, <laughs> but it could also just be a fungal infection. It could be just a bacterial infection. It could be even a foreign body. We could have snorked something off, off the floor that's stuck in there, like a needle or something like that. I think it's real worth getting things checked out. Okay. All right. all right, thanks Let for the call. Very much.
2: Good luck, Julia. All right,
0: thank you. Bye-bye. Aiden,
2: Jim in Omaha listening on KFAB. Jim, welcome to Animal Talk.
0: Hello. Hello.
2: What's going on, uh, Rourke, if you're paying attention? What's going on with your uh, snakes here?
5: Well, I have three snakes, a corn snake, a plains garter snake, and a brown water snake. And I've always been giving them bottled water. And once all the bottled water worms out, I also have fish and feeder fish. I wonder if I could use... We have chloramine in the water. that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Chloramine here in the water here. And I have uh, chemicals to remove the chloramine. So I was wondering if I could dechlorinate the water first and give it to the snakes. Would that dechlorinator or harm the snakes?
2: All right. Well, hang on to that thought for just a minute, Jim. And Rourke All will right. answer that for you as soon as we get Great. back from this break. Great. And we'll also get to your questions as well. And we have Jim listening on KFAB. Jim had a question about his snakes. He has a couple different kind of snakes. And had in the past gave them yep. bottled water to drink. And he had a question about uh some water in a tank and if it's safe for them to drink it, if it's a certain types of chlorination in it. Rourke, did you catch all that?
7: Yeah, and you know, this Jim guy sounds like a real serpentophile. <laughs> and that can be a good thing. Look, Jim, you're going the extra mile and giving him the uh the bottled water, and that's commendable because you place their safety and well being above the bulge in your wallet, but let me tell you something, my friend, snakes are some of the strongest reptiles, and if it's, the water's good for fish, it's good for snakes. You don't have to dechlorinate the water for snakes. Tap water is just fine. What we can drink, they can drink, but like alcohol, in moderation.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, so Rourke, uh, right. cool. Jim, were you, did you catch that? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Does that answer your question for you? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Jim, so with reptiles, will you take your pets to work day and take the pet to work day?
5: Oh, uh, I couldn't. If
2: they're <laughs> ever
5: on a cruiser, then they get hot and all that stuff.
2: All right. right. Yeah, yeah, so if you're out on the roads, it's definitely not the weather to have your pets in the car. That is for darn right. sure. All right, Jim, thanks so much for the call.
5: Thank you. Bye.
2: All right. And was Lori still holding? John, was still Lori's, Oh, bummer. All right, so we were going to ask Lori about her pets, but... Uh, all right, so, Rourke, you're nursing a lemur? How does that work exactly?
7: Well, I'm actually using a bottle because I'm not built for nursing. But Okay, yeah. good deal.
2: <laughs> I, was a little, I had this visual going, and it was freaking me out a little bit.
7: Hey, how about that guy in the cruiser, huh? I thought they used to beat the citizens with rubber hoses, and now they're using snakes, That's right? That's right,
2: frighten them down with snakes.
7: <laughs> oh,
2: mercy. All right, Rourke, well, thanks so much for chiming in, and I'm glad we had uh, some people that uh, got some help from you today. Enjoy your vacation and have a good Father's Day, because I, I know you're a good always, father uh, to all those careers. Thanks for tuning man.
7: in, my friend. All
2: right, brother, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. And uh, uh, that's so much fun. I have too much fun with that guy. <laughs> all right, here's a question. Uh, That came through. I have a baby raccoon and would like to have him vaccinated, but no vets in my area will let me do it. Can I order the vaccine to do it
3: myself? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) You can order it all you want. (laughs) It's not going to do anything. (laughs) Shoot, I mean, you can get giraffe repellent, spray it on it. (laughs) won't be accosted by a giraffe. Uh, But it's one of those things that uh, there really aren't, uh, whether you vaccinate your 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 raccoon for lepto It won't protect against lepto It's not made for raccoons It's not the wise thing to do And you're putting yourself in danger This is a wild
2: animal Really I mean are there any Truly domesticated raccoons
3: No Well all the people Who deal with uh, with uh, Pets and dogs Don't want to do it But you do Yeah, maybe you should think again <laughs> There you go
4: And <laughs> yeah, leave the wildlife wild mm-hmm.
3: There it is
2: All right Thanks to Chrissy Newman for chiming in, uh, Ryan Newman, number 12, uh, and his wife Chrissy, Pit Road Pets, their coffee table book from NASCAR. Congratulations, Ryan, coming in 15 today out at MIS. And uh, hey, Better than 60. rubber side down, It's <laughs> a good way to go. Thank you for your calls, and of course, as always, have an exotic week. And kiss.
4: You're thing for me.
6: Storm in the castle. Thank you, the boy. Take care. Bye
2: bye. That will do it for another episode of Animal Talk. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget, like, subscribe, comment on iTunes or wherever you found us. It all helps. Thanks to Sam, our new intern, for all the work she's doing. And of course, thank you for being here again. Till next time, have an exotic week and kiss your wild thing for me.